you're back with Shouldn't You Be Working. It's me, Sam Peck, and... Mark Hellings. And... Projo. Pro-Joseph. Do you want to say some, your name, Joe? <laughs> you know what, I'm just going to let you do this bit. All right, he did his fingers thing as well, where he counts us in with his fingers, and I think it's really fun. Um, but Mark, how are you doing today, mate? I am confused currently. Why? Because... On the cycle in, I cycle past um, Fire Nightclub in Vauxhall, you know? Yeah, but and that shuts at 10 a.m. on a Sunday. And I was cycling past at 10.15. And I got stuck at a traffic light. And some drunk guy said, he's like, where are you cycling? The moon? And then just went, ah, ah, ah. And I was like, what is going on? 10 a.m. closing time's way too extreme. He blatantly thought it was the funniest thing in the world he said then as well. And yeah, and his other mates were around him just like, and I think their brains were mushed by that point. Not ideal. But you're you're now listening to a new two-hour version of Shouldn't mm. You Be Working. Yeah. So get ready for more riffs like that. <laughs> well, yeah, we de- well, we desperately struggle for content. But there's, uh, we're super structured now, aren't we? There's an Excel document involved. Yeah, which is just absolutely madness. Because like, getting Mark to do anything like that is crazy. You had to literally like tw- twist his arm this morning to get him out of bed. <laughs> That's crazy. Who was literally like sweating at nine in the morning trying to edit everything? Me. But, no, you don't know how tr- to open your laptop. No, I didn't bring it. Didn't <laughs> no, I did bring it as a backup because I, I just always never know if you're going to bring anything or actually be very helpful. Well, I brought it all today. And you bring, you bring in your A game. Yeah, um, yeah. But obviously, in terms of the show today, to keep you interested and not just thinking, oh, all right, it's going to be random, uh, total rambling, we are going to be discussing house parties Yep. Uh, and things that go wrong at house parties. Uh, and I'll, after the next song, I'll tell you why we're going to be delving into that. Um, and we are also going to be later in the show, in the second part, we're going to be speaking to ex-Royal Marines and ex-military medics uh, to find out what actually being, uh, what being, how that job is and what, if the reality meets the expectation. Yeah. I've fallen apart, the chocolate's got to me. I think to tie it all in, the house part is just to do with it, it's just been New Year's Eve. Yes. And the marine and personal fitness is the January fitness push. Yeah. So we can help you on both fronts. Look at that, Mark saving me. There we go. Like a true military history. History? Yeah. <laughs> I can't even speak like today. true military archive. <laughs> yeah, what a hero. <laughs> And we're back in. So as you can see from that sketchy first few minutes, we have had a Christmas absence. We were away for like three weeks, I think. Yeah, give or take. And at times, I think that I've actually lost the ability to speak. But we're back on our grind now. Sam, hit us with New Year's Eve party chat. Okay, then. So <laughs> uh, I had a New Year's Eve party. And Great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you got the Next song. Uh, no, I had a New Year's Eve party. <clears throat> and to begin with, we did think it was going to be a complete flop because we did the Facebook invite and there were about eight people coming. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, and you know what? It, Facebook's dead, don't get me wrong. But when you go on Facebook and you look at event, you want a good ratio going to going, mm. uh, going to not going, etc. Yeah. Going to invited. Is that it? Yeah. Well, because also the, you can also exclude like two thirds of the goings anyway because everyone says they're going but they never go. Yeah, it's like people who say they're going to like flea markets and things like that. It's yeah. like... It's like Natasha's interested in going this, to this event. No, you're not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just yeah. said you're doing that, even though it's completely Or pointless. like a book reading or something. Yeah, it's like, I will bet you're sat at home, <laughs> like, <laughs> making toast and eggs. Because everyone love. makes eggs and toast, not making love. Mark, it's <laughs> Sunday at one. Natasha's making love. Yeah, also, if you've just tuned in for the classical FM hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, like, it's a different vibe now. You listen to Shouldn't You Be Working with <laughs> Sam Peck and Mark Ellis. Yeah, we've taken the classical <laughs> slot. We should have mentioned that. Yeah, you should have, but... Anyway, you'll get some classical bangers for the next hour as we're listening to house music to go with the house party theme. But back to the house party story. So party was dwindling, looking like it was going to be a bad time, only eight people going. Um, So then we started inviting people like mad. That's when Mark got invited uh, Mm -hmm. to the party because obviously stragglers then started to get invited. (laughs) At one stage, I think there were 130 people invited. And then as time got closer to New Year's Eve and people started realising that they didn't have any plans classic yeah always happens it just yeah. always does doesn't it people are like oh don't actually have anything to do i'll go to that house party and then yeah someone gets you just get worried don't you because no one likes new year's eve but then if you're not doing anything then it's like that's fate worse than death absolutely staying in not going to bed must be awful how was it, was it a terrible day <laughs> <laughs> i didn't man i had prosecco pong 
boring. Prosecco pong, three course curry, <laughs> classic New Year's. You forget that. So I'm like a you know preppy, 24 year old preppy. I'm a legend. Preppy. Oh, what am I saying? Got your um, pop collared Ralph on. I don't. I've actually got a chain on. Yeah, you've got a Jesus piece on. Why are you dressed still like Will I Am's cycling partner? Because <laughs> I cycled in. Why have you got a snood on as well? Oh uh, uh, yeah, still got the snood on. Take the snood. Still it's got the snood. snood on. It's got a hole in it from when I ironed it pro- uh, improperly. Who would iron a snood? Me. Yeah, you loser. But anyway, <laughs> back to the party. Sorry. Um, we're all having a good time uh, beforehand. The, not, the invitees and the going started to increase. Look at me, Mark. I'm just, um, just going to Facebook. Uh, so the numbers started to increase and we we're like, this is bad news. We started culling people from the group being like, if you don't respond in the next 20 minutes, literally at seven o'clock on a Saturday, uh, yeah. it was like, you can't come. We actually started doing that. People started messaging us being like, that's not cool. Um, But it's too late for those guys. Um, But then the event actually happened and numbers were coming in quite well. It was probably like 30, 40 people there. And I was DJing in the corner. Classic. Yeah. Loser. No, I was having a great time. Everyone was loving the R&B vibes. Um, And then next thing I saw was just this, and heard was this large dong. Mm. And I was like, oh no, what's that? And what had happened is this pot of chili con carne that we'd made for the whole party. (laughs) Which is strange in itself. (laughs) It Why did true. you make a whole chili for a party? I thought you were a hip and happening 24-year-old. <laughs> Wasn't <laughs> some dinner party. <laughs> so at this party that we're talking about, there were a few different vibes happening from the different hosts. Yeah. So one, Hanya, our, my housemate, was like, this is going to be a nice drinks evening. Mm. I'll make some chili for everyone. It's good to have food ready. That's what I was at, yeah. I was going to have a, let's just have a bit more of a vibey drink. And then there was another person who was like, we're having a full out party. Yeah, we're having a smash up. So <laughs> it was very much towards the third option. So it did get a little bit lively. Um, and then, yeah, as this pot of chili had just fallen to the ground and it made a loud noise and it was like, oh, no, that's that's awful, but it's not too bad. And then I looked at the white wall and chili had gone all over the wall. Jeez. Which is not ideal. Is that, how's the cleanup gone? The cleanup was actually quite successful, <coughs> but on top of this, and I know that I'm probably losing everyone because this is, am, am I boring? No, it's all right. Am I boring? Joe, am I boring? Joe's not listening. Joe, you're not listening. <laughs> if Joe's not even listening, what kind of hope do we have? <laughs> Joe, are you listening? Honestly, no, but that's because I'm freaking out about what's happening over the next hour. Good, oh, okay. Good. That's good news. <laughs> um, but as we were saying about the chili, then there were other casualties as well. Uh, the fire extinguisher got ripped off the, the, the wall. Yeah, I've done that at a house party. Yeah, and you know what? For doing that, you're an absolute total. It's nut. one of those. Yeah, I do have flashbacks to it. Like, I feel so ashamed for doing it. What did you do? Like, what went through your mind? I ripped up. I let it off in the garden as well. Oh, I know. You're uh, such an attention seeker. It was all attention seeker, and also very negative attention because you think to yourself, everyone's going to think I'm the coolest guy in this party. But actually, you know, there is a line, and you cross it very quickly when you start letting fire extinguishers off. You cross it very quickly by doing that, and someone crossed the, the line very quickly by knocking it. It was shoddy workmanship that the fact that the fire extinguisher got well, I wasn't deliberate. No, it, it wasn't. Oh, but you're then, talking about an accident. No, but the other thing is like people become animals when they're in like crowds. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that also got ripped off is a banister. Yes, and that's happened to me at a house party. What did you Thank do? You How did that happen? Me. No, when we had a, when I first moved into my previous house, we had my, I was going to have friends over, and everyone's like, "Yeah, cool, you know, just don't trash the place." And as they said, "Trash the place," I heard a snap downstairs, and my mate just walked up with a banister in his hand, and he was like, "You'll probably want to sort this one out, mate." And oh. I was like, "It's been ten minutes." <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it's not even two. You know, <laughs> it's okay if we're messy drunk, but uh, that's no. that's not cool, bro. Um, and then just to wrap it up, because I think everyone will have probably switched over to, uh, classical, to FM. classical FM, you know, the, the rival girls who are, are going to have to start their own station now, <laughs> um, is that when I uh, actually wrapped up the party as well, uh, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute, but the whole point of the story was that I uh, had a party, it got trashed, and so what we want from you guys today, the Shouldn't You Be Working listeners, which is mainly friends and family, Lucy, Charlotte... <laughs> Charles on it. She's at brunch. She's at brunch. Okay, Always so we've brunch. lost the We've lost fifty percent of our listeners. <laughs> um, we want your stories of house parties going wrong, and to do that, please get in touch with us via the Twitter, which is at Wandsworth Radio or at SYB Working, or you can even get hold of us via our hotmail, which is uh, SYB Working at Outlook dot com. <laughs> If anyone ever emails that, I'll be so surprised. Who's communicating to via email to radio stations now? Some people. And also, you can get we can get in touch with us loads of ways. You can get in touch with us via um, Instagram now as well. So you can go to at Sam Lee Peck. It's changed. It was at the Sam Peck, mm-hmm. and that was just incredibly lame. Um, so get in touch with us with your best 
house party stories that have gone wrong and we will read them out. Give us your name and let us know if you want us to read your name out. And we've actually got a text in. Have we? Yeah, this is madness. Yeah. So this one's from Hunter Godson uh, from Brighton, but he's living in... uh, in uh, South London at the moment, so good lad, obviously a Wandsworth person. Um, <laughs> so what he actually texted in about was that he went to one of the first ever Facebook parties. And I don't know if anyone knows these anymore, especially the youth. Joe, do you know what they are? Never heard of them, but then I'm not the one to ask. Yeah, true. But you are, you're the youth. You, you know, Not the th- typical youth. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, true. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm 40 years old on the inside. Oh, no. You really are. You sound 40 years old on the inside. Um, <laughs> Don't I'm banking me. on that. I am 40 years old. Ah, oh, yes. Oh, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> now I'm makes, creeped out. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared now. Um, but Facebook parties is where you have an event on Facebook that goes viral. So there's a few settings, kids, if you are thinking about putting a Facebook party on. Oh, this is what you're talking about. Admins. Where, yeah, you should know. Bro. I thought you meant your this texter went to a Facebook like incorporated party, like the staff party. No, I don't know what you're talking about now. Like, it went to the Facebook staff party. Oh, no. Because I was no. like, this could be boring if it's just a yeah. Facebook staff party. So my friend went to the Christmas party at Facebook. And all the food was free. <laughs> it was actually great. They had a really nice <laughs> event. So come on in. Yeah, so they went to one of these Facebook parties that went viral. Uh, okay, that's interesting. On Facebook. That is interesting. It was one of the first ones that happened in Brighton. And essentially, it was a super sweet 16 yeah. uh, party. But going back two seconds, because you threw me off course. Cool. Facebook events. Just make sure admins can invite people only, Mm. Because if you don't do that and you can let other people invite people, this is what happens. So in Brighton, a couple of years ago now, uh, someone had a Facebook party, uh, a a party which they publicized on Facebook, and it ended up like a thousand plus people came to this one party, and they only had four people on the door because they did anticipate there might be some people trying to get in, but ultimately they got overran. And my friend was at this party, and he said that the police came at some time because it got so out of the out of uh out of hand people were throwing pots and pans out of the windows uh the house was littered with cans and drinks etc light bulbs were stolen um light bulbs light bulb who steals a light bulb and he said that when the police actually came there were not hunter hunter wasn't doing this this is actually now reading the article that he sent me with the telegraph okay he said that when the police actually well he didn't the telegraph did when the telegraph <laughs> When the police came, <laughs> God, when Jeez. the telegraph, oh, God, I'm falling apart. When the police came, there were people hiding under the decking trying to evade them. Weird. Yeah, I know. How, oh, that would creep me out being under the decking. That is strange. I've had stealing wise, when we had our first house party in Earlsfield, it was all going to plan. And, you know, if someone wants to steal, you'd expect like TV or something like that. And then you see this shifty guy walking out the corridor and my mate was like, well, you got under your coat. And then he was like, nothing. And then he pulled his coat and he had a blender. What? <laughs> He'd try to steal our Nutribullet blender. To be fair, they got great resale value. My friend who owns the, bl- the Nutribullet like, was genuinely mental because he is like, no one knows how good those <laughs> Nutribullets are. That house just lived off that damn Nutribullet. That's awful. Mm. And when trying to get people to leave the house as well at the end of one of these parties is absolutely horrendous. I've yeah. got a little story on it. And uh, do you have one as well after? Well, th- I think I have the ability to make people leave just because... Just by saying <laughs> stories. Yeah, yeah. Just be like, let's uh, just sit down in the lounge and have a chat for a while. <laughs> do you want to talk about, you know, anything really? I can yeah. talk about carpeting. No, it's just when you move from... Um, I can talk about carpeting. Did you say that deliberately because of me? Yeah, because you tell me about how you're fitting your house out all the time and I want to leave the party and it's just me and you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, it's when you have had your silly turn doing your DJing, playing house music, and then finally the iPod comes over to me and these slow bangers come out. Give me a slow banger. Aerosmith. Killers. Give me a killer song. (laughs) Bright side. You are a pig. <laughs> You're a lazy pig. You don't look at music. You just go, you know what? I think I'll just put Mr. Brightside on because I haven't got an imagination. But then everyone... Do you like that? In all seriousness, do you like that song? I don't like No one likes that song. But at the end of a parte, or when we were young, Killers again. <laughs> when we're young's better, but Mr. Brightside. Do you not like the Killers? I like the Killers, yeah. Brendan Flowers, absolutely. Brendan Flowers, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I actually had to do a bit of the... So going back to my party on New Year's Eve... When we were doing it, it got to about 4 a.m. And I was like, it has to wrap up now. Yeah. Because 
people were getting ready to continue the night a lot more. Oh, really? And I was like, this is not the vibe I want to do. Me, my girlfriend, all my mates, all my housemates were like, let's just go to bed now because it's actually still out and bored and stuff. Um, so I took it, took matters into my own hands and I actually thought, you know, the best way of, you know, warming this party down is just by playing some, some chill bangers. So I started putting some um, kind of like chilled Ibiza house on. <laughs> Obviously not Mr. Brightside. In hindsight, I should have because that would have cleaned the dance floor away because people have like, had a little switch in the back of their heads gone, oh, it's the end of the night. End of club night. Yeah. But what I, in fact, did started doing was playing the Ibiza songs. They were like, someone literally shouted across the floor, he's trying to kill the vibe. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's not happening. So then I took it to DEFCON 5 and I shouldn't have done this because I just turned the lights on and turned the music off. Ah, uh, that's my DEFCON 1. That's first port call for me. No, but that, I've never... <laughs> absorbed so much hatred in my life someone shouted across the party is this a joke really and i was like if it well you've got to give me more credit because first things first if that's a bad joke yeah you yeah. know like <laughs> that's not a funny joke the, the well vibes done. killed <laughs> <laughs> and then sorry and then it got even worse because i said yeah and then people literally started having a go at me and for making them leave. And don't get me wrong, I did it in a bad way. I should have just said, 15 minutes, guys. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, I mean, at the end of the day, you did them a service. Because what was the time by that point? 4.20? Four, I mean, no one is having fun past 2 a.m. I go as far as no one's having fun past, like, half 12. That's not true. I can have a good time till 1. Yeah. But then when you see 1 o'clock on your phone, you are, in the back of your mind, you're thinking... It's getting late. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> but at the end of this little riff as well, is that I felt like I was Jeremy Hunt telling the junior doctors that they had to work on Christmas Day. Oh, <laughs> what? It, it, you know, th there was some serious hate towards me. And we're back. So, Mark, have you got any good party stories? <laughs> You are, you asked me this in the break, and now I look embarrassed. <laughs> you do, you've gone red. Because <laughs> when you went, come on, you've got party stories. And I went, of course I do. And then I just went quiet. <laughs> because I can't remember, when was the last house party that you went to? Five days ago. No, but not your New Year's Eve party. Uh, the, the Two weeks before that. Was it good? Yeah, it was great. It was Sam Alex's Christmas party. It was amazing. It was a bit of a mixture, actually. It was a bit of a family one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one. You told me about that one. You went around your family's parents for drinks and nibbles. Yeah. And that it, is not a Facebook party. And it got wild. All hey, right. I went to a Facebook party once now. I know. Go oh, oh, did you know? Let's, see, let's listen to Mark. By the way, listen to Shouldn't You Be Working on Wandsworth Radio. Let's listen to Mark Ellings uh, tell some story about his boring parties. <laughs> no, so I think it was when my mate, it was the day he passed his driving test. And so you know when someone passed their driving test, you put them through all sort of extreme situations <laughs> that they'll never do again. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, well, now you've passed your driving test, you can drive five people to a party 20 miles away, <laughs> not drink until 2 a.m. and then drive us back. <laughs> Um, so I think it was it wasn't Facebook because I think this is pre I don't think Facebook was a big they, they didn't have Facebook events back in 2009 no I don't think they did and so um, but it was one of those things maybe more sinister and evil than Facebook that when the girl said I'm having a party 20 people are invited those other 20 people are invited and invited and invited and it turned into like a tree of wow. invites okay so it went from about 30 people to 300 yeah. 300 Spartans ready to do stuff yeah. I, I feel like there weren't spartans there i feel like there were people who look like you thin armed people um things damage that happens which is outrageous chavs got invited first yeah am i allowed to say that probably not but it's, we, we, you've said it now okay yeah, yeah, yeah um uh conservatory window smashed oh, whole piece of glass work what i thought was harder oven door got smashed oh how do you replace an oven door by getting a new oven, probably. Final straw from the oven door. <laughs> Poet. And I already knew it. Nice. Um, someone had French bangers. Oh, a throwback to a previous episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, someone deliberately bought a load of chain reaction French bangers to uh, let off in the kitchen. Uh, what scumbags. To be fair, with the conservatory thing, there's a dog, by the way, in the in the studio or something, because if you hear that in the background, there's a faint woofing. Yeah. So 90% of our listeners, who I think are dogs as well, you know, <laughs> where people go out and they leave their radios on for the pets. <laughs> yeah. 
that's their shout out. <laughs> woof woof. Um, but I actually went to like a little dinner. Not even a dinner. It was like my mate's like 14th birthday party. Mm. No booze. Maybe like 12 even. And I had a sponge ball. I was playing <laughs> Dave Machin's conservatory. Sponge ball. Yeah. yeah. And I just hoofed it <laughs> in the conservatory. Just gently tapped the window. But it was enough to smash the window. Oh. And then I looked like a monster. Yeah, I was going to say... And those foam balls, I remember back in the day, like you could deliberately, if you deliberately put them in a puddle and filled them with water, then they were like a lead weight. It's like a bowling ball. Yeah. And if you like smack someone on the head with that, they're just like, (laughs) conk, pass out. Especially if they're like a six-year-old and they're just like getting wiped out. Six-year-old girl, like when you're like eight and you kick a wet foam ball. Wet spongy ball on the playground. (laughs) On a cold February day. And also, yeah, one, you're dead. Two, you've got like a bullet hole size mark of wetness all in you which is just not good but anyway back to my other story about parties getting trashed as well we do have another text actually thank god um i'll come into that in the next after this next one um is i went to a party and i feel really bad about this and i won't say who it is because your mate said about the legal reasons not to text in well that random he just ross just texted in saying i can't talk about our house parties for legal reasons is it because... I don't know if there's something ongoing. They did illegal damage that could be seen as... Maybe some damage. Criminal damage. Criminal damage. Yeah, yeah true. So I had a friend who went to a party in uh, somewhere. I can't say where. I can't say his name now. because Anywhere illegal. in the world? No, it was in Southampton. <laughs> um, and I was there as well, to be fair. And the party just got out of control. We were probably 15, 16 years old. And their parents had gone out or mm. something. I think it was a Harry Potter party, if I'm being honest. So some people were dressed up as Harry Potter. Oh. Some people hadn't. There was a full fridge uh, fridge of food. Someone got a ham out, like a big... Le- <laughs> it might have been a big leg of lamb, actually. Yeah. And that just went smash against the wall. The banisters got sm- like smashed. Someone found a melon. And it was like literally <laughs> like a comedy film. Like Someone found a melon and smashed a melon yeah. on the floor. And don't get me wrong, it was fantastic to Ooh. be at that party because everything was getting crashed. <laughs> when my mate had a free house... For like four days, Toby. Um, <laughs> he, you can't look after yourself when you're 15 years old. And there's 10 other 15 year old. We lived there for four days, and by the end, for sustenance, we were just drinking ready-made gravy because <laughs> oh. <laughs> no one went to the shops. <laughs> so the end, we're like, well, we've eaten all the real food. Better move on to the gravy. <laughs> 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 yeah, and it jelly. It went jelly after a while. Yeah. Really? That's not ideal. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever just eaten pre-grain. Joe, what song we got next? <laughs> snap. S- oh, snap. Your voice sometimes sounds so... Because I can't see Very Joe. smooth. So smooth. You should Smoother have a... Smoother than us. You yeah. have your own show. Do you want an hour? <laughs> yeah, you can have it because we're dying. <laughs> no, it's... Bring us in. Snap, rhythm is a dancer. Yeah, it's great. Well guessed. You're back with Shouldn't You Be Working. It's Sam Peck and... Mark Ellings and... <laughs> Pro Joseph. <laughs> Pro Joe. Pro Joe, man. Well, well. But anyway, we've just got a coffee and Mark, you've got to stop making me feel fat. No, I'm just saying that you don't need two milks in your coffee. They're already massive. Two milks? Two massive semi-skim milks. You are literally mad. I just ate a whole thing of chalky fingers and look at me. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. Oh, I'm breaking I mean, that's out. Right. Yeah, that's why you're sweating so much. Yeah, I shouldn't have. I've got some chocolate. And so you've already got soft teeth. You should lay off the sugar. We've had this conversation every radio show. Yeah, I know, but you really need to stop being mean about milks. I'm allowed <laughs> milk. Milk's fine. Doctors say you should drink milk. Why are humans the only animal that still drink milk? past childhood if uh, i if i had almond milk you'd be like whoa 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. you no. don't need you don't need two <laughs> tablespoons of almond milk bro well but i'm not sure sh- i'm not convinced on almond because it's very sweet isn't it like it's too nice you have it and you like this can't be good for you yeah but at the same time you're about that with everything you're like mm, this water's too cold it must be fattening i'm not gonna drink any water <laughs> for two weeks cold water yeah it's always got to be lukewarm have you had any fat boy moments recently fat boy uh yeah well i think when you share things i went for dinner with charlotte on Friday, and you know, she's like, should we just get a few sharers? And I'd had a few pints by that point. Yeah. You know, when you've had like three pints, you are starving. Yeah. And you're just watching her pick up, and you're like, I could, I, you're gonna have to hurry up because <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna eat all that right now. And another thing, we go to like a fancy ramen place and Bone manage daddies. to locate what? Bone Daddies? No, Tonkotsu. 
Ooh, trendier than very trendy. But um, you actually still got a burned up. <laughs> and then Charlotte's like, "We should have this Kaja chicken," and I, and I'm like, "Oh, really? Is it special?" And she's like, "No, it's just chicken nuggets." And I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah that's why you're my girl." <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. You said there was another text in, right? There was another text, but I just want to talk about you being a secret fatty more. But there, have you got another? Have you caught me? Uh, I don't you think so. Me. I caught you having two of those chocolate fingers, which you'll probably like smash yourself on the back for later. Cause you're like, to, yeah. No, Marky, no chalky fingers. <laughs> I'll take the long way home. Were you like starved as a child? No, the other, th- definitely the other end of the scale. But you've seen, you've seen me. Yeah, I've seen Fat Mark. I used to and I met your parents as well. Lovely people, Jane <laughs> and Colin. Clive. Clive. The best what? bit about sorry, going sorry, Clive. on holiday in France is when they used to sell those donuts on the beach. When you're a ten-year-old fat boy, because they're so chocolatey on the inside, like it's like a whole jar of Nutella. Oh, I used to be so excited about. Were that. they churros? No, 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 not churros. Like the people, people walk up and down beaches just selling the biggest donuts. Uh, donuts, donuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, just to say as well, I hope we're not offending anyone with this calling each other large and in charge, because ultimately we were both large children, were and you? you're quite slim now. But you're extremely tall. Like yours, there's no way you can get weight on you. I grew, my man. Yeah. Grew. Well, to be honest, that I'm from years seven till nine, I was like an absolute fat dumpling. Like you could roll me down the down the hallway, but. Um, then I had my growth spurt, which yes. saved my behind. Absolutely. <laughs> and also, the main reason we're talking about health now and fitness or being fat is because we are going to slightly change the subject after this last text to go into a fitness part, which is going to link into the interview that we have later with Royal Marine and ex-military army medics uh, from British Military Fitness. So that's why we're talking about this nice little link. But <laughs> before we do that, let's go into our last story from... Dan Cochlin Smith, he's from Sc- uh, from Liverpool, probably offending Scouse. He's from Scouse. He's from Scouse Land, so, <laughs> so he's, he's actually really safe. Oh, God, no, he's my friend. It. That's why I can say these things. I hope. I really hope. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, is that offensive? He's not Scouse. No, I know he's not Scouse, but he's our he's our barometer of offence. Uh, okay. Joe, I'm I'm oh, pinging he's, got, you. he's just got his hands in the air. He's uh, he doesn't want to say. Look at him. <laughs> doesn't want to get freaking out in the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just let us take the fall, eh? Look yeah. at Mark's now sipping his coffee. Enjoy that with no sugar or milk in it. He's got a tiny bit of milk. Anyway, Dan uh, Cooklin Smith's message about house party damage because that's what we've been talking about for the last half hour. Um, so here it is. He sent me a great text, actually. No one ever does this. He usually just send me like a couple of lines. This is what we were looking for. So we lived in a flat above a small jerk chicken joint in Cardiff. Mm. Uh, do you want me to do it in the Scouse accent? No. Okay. Uh, we had a large chick- uh, large chicken. We had a large kitchen lounge area that some tiny window led to a balcony overlooking the car park of this restaurant. The balcony's structural integrity was questionable, to say the least. And we had a very large gathering. The wooden pallets holding this balcony up couldn't hold the weight and it snapped, thus leaving us with a gaping hole in our balcony that went unfixed for the entire year. Our next party wasn't much better. The the window leading to said balcony completely fell off and it was one of those twisty handles that determines whether it's slightly or fully open and we managed to loosen it in such a way that the window just fell off the door. Uh, On the same night, a large focal point of the dance floor in the lounge area suddenly collapsed and with it, a speaker we had rented from a sound system company. Bad times. (laughs) If we really wanted to, we could have said waved to the customers whilst they were eating their sweet potato fries and goat curry below. The police were often guests at the parties, but even more interesting interesting guests were the ladies from the brothel next door who <laughs> sought to capitalise on the large number of men and female by by bidness is oh bidness is bidness after all. Business. Oh business is business. <laughs> business is business. Yeah, sorry, that threw me, mate. Um after all. Uh, I'm sure they were succeeded a, lo- a few times. Oh, oh man. No. Um, was pretty weird when I went out of our balcony at 6am to see a bunch of random lads session with one of the girls. Though. <laughs> wow. Session means old. drinking to other people. Um, <laughs> all said and done, I wouldn't take any of it back, even if we did lose their incomplete deposit. Whoa. What a story. What a story. How was, that, how was the reading for you there? Uh, I felt like it was, if it was a scale of 1 to 10... I'd say it was a seven because I did muck a couple of the words up, but it's off a phone. I mean, that's a 
Duke, that's a beefy text with did kind of a lot of expression. Is that part of his autobiography? That did that do well? Did it do, did it do all right I reading? It's all right. Joe, you? Yeah, Joe's nodding, just kind of semi-acceptingly. I thought Joe would give us content. All he does is sit there quietly and do all the he really hard stuff. He gives me content. We're working together. I can't even see him. All, all I'm working with is a laptop and a hand. <laughs> um, hey, there he is. Balcony house party. I was at one Australian house party and, you know, they're chilled out. Yeah, they're nice chilled vibes, aren't they? And at one point, um, all the neighbours gathered round the house like they were some sort of like witch hunt posse because ha- it was too loud and it had been going on for too long. And my mate, Australian mate, stepped out on the balcony and they're like, are you going to turn this down? And he just looked at them like some sort of king and just went, no. <laughs> and then just walked back inside and closed the door. And I was like, that's ballsy. And he's like, let's get warm house party a year, mate. You're going to go all you can. <laughs> he's not even off bald if he gets a little out of control, mate. It's like, yeah, everyone here is just rude. <laughs> <laughs> we just get in a couple of lagers. Yeah. One of the other, oh, go on. You want to say? No, go. No, were you going to say something? Or are you going to try and roll to the next song? Roll to the next song. One last thing about that story that Dan was saying about how, you know, you have those twisty handles that the door eventually falls off, uh, the, the, the controls the window and how it's open. Yeah. So you can either have it just so it's open at the top or full or full open exactly yeah so my dad had one of those in his old house and not through a party just through general wear and tear we did it and we we used it so much that it ended up just constantly being open so for the whole year and a bit of my dad living in that house I just had like a window open and during the winter what we would do is just tape it up oh wow and like this and like don't me wrong it worked. Yeah. He was just, me uh, Me and him are cut from the same cloth in that if something's broken and no. there's a botch fix for it, oh. get it done. It's because we haven't got the time nor can be bothered to get someone to fix it. Fair dues. Yeah, whereas I feel like you'll really try hard to fix even like a crooked uh, frame. I'll place myself in the general population that if a window is broken, I will take steps to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Lazy. <laughs> and I think on that, We'll go for a little song. What have we got cooking up on the song oven? Something that was actually played earlier this morning, and it is played at a lot of house parties, and you'll either love me or hate me for this, because it was the winner of the Eurovision Song Contest five years ago. What is it? That was Eurovision's entry from Sweden from five years ago. Apparently she one of the biggest winners of all time. Don't know her name though. Joe, what was her name? Lorene. She does look exactly like Joe said when we, when we were trying to find out Swedish Claudia Winkleman. She looks the spit of Claudia Winkleman. Really? Well done, Joe. Well done, Joe. You win the uh, prize today, which is a half bottle of Tesco's Ashbeck water. And two thirds of a warm coffee. So what we're going to do now is go into the next part of the show, which is an hour long session where we talk about jobs that are the dream jobs and whether or not the reality meets the expectation yes um and this week we've got and i'll I'll literally say this again in 30 seconds but we've got uh ex-marines who have become fitness instructors from the british military fitness up next so we're going to talk about fitness and the military so stick about Welcome back to Shouldn't You Be Working on um, Radio Wands- oh, Wandsworth Radio. <laughs> how, have you, how have you got that wrong? We've done it so many times. <laughs> so, uh, we're now going to the second part of the show. Just um, before we do that, text in from... No. Remember, what? we were talking about how we're going to link it all together. Yeah, this is going to link it all together. All right. Just <laughs> take a step back. I told you, go breathe in the corner. Yeah, for I'm me. getting all excited. Okay, so... Um, Georgia Halls also relates to my issue with the giant oversized donuts in France when we were younger, uh, saying it was the definition of her childhood obesity. So thanks for sending that one in, Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) So now to Link. So first hour, you've just had your New Year's Eve party or house party. And now, as everyone does, you feel like a fat hunk of glue. Sad. Can't do it without swearing. But yeah. Sad glue. You don't feel your best. So you think that fitness is going to be the answer. And so you're going to hit it hard in January. So we've got it sorted. We've interviewed the experts from the military, from the personal trainers, all that sort of stuff. And we're bringing you their thoughts and feelings. Exactly. So essentially, I felt sad. 
on New Year's Day, mm. and I thought fitness would be the answer. So yeah, we we are going to be interviewing those people to find out if the reality of being a marine and fitness instructor is as good as the expectation. Yes. Um, but Before. on that vein of people using it as a cure, yeah, I had a, a friend. What am I talking about? It's my housemate Hanya Shiner. Yesterday, literally living to up to the stereotype of someone who has got a New Year's resolution. What is it? So. Yesterday, we all went out for a couple of drinks to Giggle'em with Clapham, uh, Clapham South. Great bar, great music. Um, on Friday night, Saturday morning, she got up, went for a, f- a 5K run, mm. and then came back, had a cleansing tea mm. and avocado on toast. Ah, but, I mean, avocados, I think that's a bit of a, f- a myth now. Is it a myth? But haven't you got some interesting foods that are no longer that healthy? That is what I've got. Let's hit you with some questions. I've made a list. <laughs> Vegetable chips, crisps. This is an American article. <laughs> <laughs> Vegetable cri- chips? <laughs> um, what do you think? I'm going to say they're not healthy anymore. Wait, is, th- is that the art- point of the article? They are very unhealthy. Some people think that when they're looking at the crisp drawer and they're looking at McCoy's walkers, that sort of thing, and then they see in the corner some vegetable crisps. Tyrrells. They're like, I'm trying to lose weight. I'll stick to the vegetable crisps. Uh-uh. Those are loaded with fat, salt, and more calories than a normal bag of crisps. Shut up. Seriously. Because they're triple cooked in, in fat and butter and all that sort of stuff. Oh, they are delicious, though, So they? get your little piggy trotters away from the uh, vegetable crisps as we journey into granola. Granola. I know this one as well for a fact that granola, depending on what type of granola, Lucy Burgess has taught me this well. Because if you go for a run-of-the-mill one, like a Jordan's... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bad times. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, the taste. Oh. Whilst you're in it, woof. Wow, because the sugar content yeah, yeah. is sensational. Jordan's Country Crisp. Oh. Have you had the chocolate one? That should be illegal. I've had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, as c- cereals go, Jordan's chocolate, cr- uh, chocolate Crisp, or whatever it's called, amazing. Mm. But have you ever had, uh, what is it? Con- uh, what was it called? Uh, clusters. Kellogg's Crunchy yeah. Nut Clusters with Chocolate. Yeah. Have you had them? Yes. Yeah, they're mental. It's like a bowl of millionaire slices. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. Poor teeth, but again, so nice. But granola. Um, <laughs> but, 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 but back, back, to, to, granola. back to granola, <laughs> yeah. all right. Um, so a, a, po- a normal sachet of porridge is 170 calories. The same weight in granola can be up to 500. What? But For real. But plain porridge. Is that just plain porridge? That's what I have. You have plain porridge. With skimmed milk and water. Oh, as penance for my sins, like I'm in prison. Yeah, well, you've just got a fine moderation, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, all they, all the fitness people say it's that. Hey, but I drink on the weekends big amounts of beer, so... Because you're cool. Goes, I'm a cool lad. Drink responsibly, kids. Drink the good stuff. Um, finally, no, don't drink the good stuff. On the list, salads. Salads? Salads. <sighs> salads. Dressings are the biggest culprits. Do you know which ones you want to stay away from? Caesar. Caesar, obviously, that's right at the top. Ranch. Oh, so good. Ranch is amazing, though. French dressing. French! I know, I thought that. That's really put me in a spin because I always put a bit of bit of Francais on the salad. <laughs> bit of locale French. Yeah, exactly. Oh, don't then, mind. Thousand Island. And then it says, avoid croutons, cheese and nuts. I mean, you don't have to be a brain brainiac or <laughs> you don't have to be a brain person don't have to be a rocket <laughs> specialist to uh, know what that's about yeah but the thing is nuts i think this is where they'll fall down the beginning of the end for the for the specialists and the scientists who wrote that mm. aren't nuts good for you depends what type of nut mate deep fat fried nuts deep fat fried honey chili nuts oh yeah <laughs> wowzers but before we go far too far into nutting is there another subject that you were wanting to cover I don't think so. For it was, I did have it a second ago and it's gone. <laughs> but essentially, just yeah, loads of people are on the fitness hype. So should we go for a song? A little songage, Joe. What have we got? Don't you throw me like that ever again. <laughs> so we are back in. And so we're moving over to our second part, which is life in the Royal Marines and also how that can be transferred into being a PT and such like that. And okay. so I've got some uh, statistics for on the Marines for the selection process. Oh, very interested. Yes. So I think, I don't know, could you do this? A 1.5 mile run in under 12.5 minutes, then a one minute rest, and then a second 1.5 mile run in 
uh, 12 and a half minutes. So you just got to do two runs back to back. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. But then I'd say that. But Yeah, well. Uh, I mean, you saw how we got on at the fitness test. Which we have coming up in a minute as well, by the way. It's a, a little sneak preview into the British military fit, uh, fitness like exercise regime. So yeah. this is the kind of fitness that the Marines will go through. And, and we get down to it but sorry what was the other one next was which i definitely think considering how we did which we've got a recording of 60 press-ups in two minutes absolutely not no way no No. Uh, i can do 20 in probably a minute and 80 sit-ups in two minutes straight away afterwards straight away now i could i could say that i could not do that and then the bleep test oh the faithful bleep test um which you've got to score a minimum of 13 and I think a policeman is four. So minimum of 13 so on the bleep a f- test. A policeman has, is, has four points, so which I think is just like a gentle jog, and you've got to go 13, so you've got to be you know, sprinting for a while. Absolutely not, no. Because I think when I was a child, the maximum I ever did was eight. Mm. eight. I think eight was pretty good, actually. I think eight is good. Yeah. No, maybe not eight then. Maybe more like six. I remember it's like me and a couple of the questionable kids were <laughs> like... <laughs> this is this is what this is my life. This is who I am now. Yeah. So we're gonna load up. First thing we're gonna do is go to a song, I think. But then we'll load up the workout so people can see what we went through in our marine fact finding mission. Yes, please. And I've got a really bad feeling that I've been talking to like the wrong part of the microphone like the whole time. Is that true, Joe? How do you think he's been coming through? Y- your levels have been fine, don't worry. Are you sure? Good, good. I'm just right. to this is Sam's ego getting a bit worried that he hasn't been picked up to the full extent for the entire hour and a half. Well, to be fair, it'd probably be quite detri- uh, quite good for the <laughs> podcast if none of my uh, my voice was coming through. <laughs> um, but yeah, so should we have a little song and then we go through to actually what it was like doing the exercises that the Marines actually had to do? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I think we're back, are we? Projo, you didn't even give us the fingers, bro. <laughs> bro Always jo. give Sam a finger. <laughs> Projo, come on. <laughs> um, but you're back with, shouldn't you? And he did. <laughs> just a middle um, one. Just, yeah, come on, bro. This is prime, not prime time. <laughs> this is lunch, this Sunday is lunch time. Graveyard. Yeah. Okay, then. So. Um, so, yeah, so you're listening to Shouldn't You Be Working with Sam Peck and... Mark Ellings. On what? Projo. And Brojo. And Brojo. And uh, on Wandsworth Radio, one till three every Sunday. Um, and we are about to dive into some more of the quality content of the show where we are going to speak about the Marines and whether or not it's a dream job. And in doing so, we actually went to the British Military Fitness, which is a fitness organization run by ex-military personnel. Personnel. Nice. Save me. Um, and they put the people who pay through rigorous exercise that they actually put the Marines and other army people through. <laughs> so this is us. Yeah. So this is so this first part here is just a little taste of maybe two minutes of what we went through. I did all the edit. So let's really hope that this goes as planned. Yeah. Because there was a lot of swearing whilst yeah, doing it. And I did the beeping. So uh, let's really hope that that happens. I did do it, Joe. Joe's looking concerned. I did do it. <laughs> this could be our first and last show. So uh, we've really enjoyed it. Thanks, okay. guys. So Joe, hit it, take it away. Pop on the kettlebell rows, keep it back nice and straight, slowly row it in, and then back down from there, guys. Really simple movement here. 30 seconds on, 30 seconds rest, three rounds, and then you move on to the next station. So grab yourself a partner nice and quickly and get yourself onto a station. You've got 10 seconds to do that, guys. Yeah, that's the problem. When I get in these situations, the want to mess around is huge. It's going to be a lot of censoring in this. Alright, everyone, he's just saying, he's just counting down and you've got to find something to do. So I nailed down like a soldier so I can pick up what he's doing. Sam's done how many press ups? 10? I think we're just doing it for 30 seconds, aren't we? Yeah, 30 seconds, you've got to do how many you can. This is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I feel like Mark's gonna like really injure him. The techers is looking terrible. <laughs> 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 this is like the best thing. Like. I do this at the gym. Why is it so much? <laughs> 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 Keep doing it, Mark. No. So I don't really know what to do right now. We're in a squat position. Pushing off eyes. From that position, take your right hand up and just hold that position at the top right. Oh, this is like a sort of yoga. Come on, guys. 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 Come
Oh man, I should have really stretched. Sam's <laughs> 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 <Sounds> done. <laughs> 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 oh god. If you. <laughs> How could anyone do this weekly? Go on, last time. Oh man, as soon as you take your gloves off, it's absolute hell. Strap up, bruh. Strip Always strap up. You know what they say, rule number one of fitness. Always strap up. If it's easier, do the easier option. Take it. This is awful. Right now, just Mark, describe exactly how it looks. I don't. There's, there's simply no way to describe it. Uh, He's bent at the knees with an elastic strap all over his balls. Oh. So I didn't. We didn't actually think about that before we broadcast it. But we were genuinely at military fitness. Yeah. So that just so if everyone was listening. That was us doing the British military fitness course every Saturday <laughs> yeah. on, uh, at Battersea Park. And well, they have multiple locations. All around London. But that sounded questionable. Yeah, but we want to assure all viewers <laughs> that that was a fitness program and not anything else. And if you want proof, you can go to at Sam Lee Peck. <laughs> I've got hiccups to see that. And right now, Mark has gone very red on <laughs> the cheeks. But I think also, to bring it all back to reality will be the first part of the genuine interview with the Marine, Leo. Yes, yeah. Leo and Wes Masters. And Wes Masters. So the, the whole point of the show as well, if you've just tuned in, is that we speak to people with dream jobs to find out if the reality meets the expectation. And in this week, we're actually talking, we've got a double whammy. We've got fitness instructors and Marines. So... Mm-hmm. What we just did then was we did the exercise. Now we're going to talk to the people that have actually done it, been through it, and have come out the other side and actually now successful fitness uh, careers as well. So you're back with Shouldn't Be Working with Sam Peck and Mark Ellings on Wandsworth Radio 1 to 3 every Sunday. Coming at you. <laughs> Inside the place, jump in your face. Don't stop. <laughs> hype, hype, hype. Um, but sorry, that wasn't the main thing. So in Shouldn't You Be Working, we speak to people with dream jobs to find out if the reality meets the expectation. And this week, we are speaking to ex-military Marines and Army medics and now fitness instructors to see if being a Marine was the dream job and if being a fitness instructor is the dream job. Mm-hmm. So I won't do the intro again, but we're speaking to the British Military Fitness. So take it away, Projo. Today we've been lucky enough to take part in a military fitness course with the British Military Fitness team. Uh, we're lucky enough to be joined again by Leo LeCherry Hood, uh, one of the instructors, but prior to this he spent two years in the Royal Marines. Uh, Royal Marines? Royal Marines, yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's spent time both in the UK and in Norway. So thank you very much for being with us today, Leo. No problem. Pleasure. Um, and just the general idea of the show as well, like the way the interview will kind of flow is, I'll ask a couple of questions and then Mark will dive in with some other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and our listeners kind of want to find out what it's like to have these kind of interesting dream jobs. And a lot of people actually would like to be a Marine and kind of fitness instructor as well. So it's, it's a double double whammy for us here. So awesome. if you don't mind, I'm just going to go over some questions. Yeah, no problem, right? no problem. So first thing, and it's a question we'll ask everyone, okay. uh, is... On average, what time does a marine get up? Most of the time, um, yeah, it's pretty instilled in you that it's normally between four and five a.m. Um, there's a lot to get. <laughs> there's a lot to get through in a day, and if you don't get up at that time, you're probably not going to get all of it done. Four a.m. <laughs> four, three to four. Oh well, four to five a.m. But it depends on where you are. When you're on, when you're in training exercises, and when you're doing training missions and stuff like that, probably a little bit earlier than that. And then when you're on camp and there's not really much on your plate, then and maybe a little bit later. Is that seven days a week, or mm. is it? No, so you get so you do get some weekends off. Yeah. Um, obviously, you can't just pack up and leave a training exercise to go home and, <laughs> and get some um, get some lasagna. But <laughs> but um, but yeah, when you're on camp, weekends most of the time you have you have off. Nice, fair enough. And like, why would it vary 
from time to time? Um, so it depends what's on again. So when you're going through, when when I was going through basic training, um, basic training is very restricted. You're living your life according to someone else's rota. Um, yeah. You get a lot more. You get a bit more freedom as you progress through, um, and that's basically the main dictator. Like how much you've got on. Is there a weekend thing that you've got to do? Have you got a weekend detail? Um, and if you have, then your weekend's going to be restricted. If not, then it's relatively free. And from and generally, like when serving, yeah, I know that there's varying uh, degrees of what what you do when you are deployed etc but like from your knowledge what time would you get up on average there um again very very relative but it could be it could be anything from not sleeping to having a, a full night's sleep and getting up at seven uh, <laughs> full night's sleep getting up at seven still very we got oh, up today we, at yeah. seven because we missed our alarm <laughs> and we were like we're gonna be late yeah we lit and we literally were um luckily oh yeah so what's one of the best parts about being a marine so some of the best parts of me, I, I have really enjoy. I really enjoy like camping and hiking and, and walking around and being outdoors in general. Um, and that was definitely one of the best parts. I used to do that before I joined the Marines and getting paid to do it was just a dream for me. Um, and just running around fitness. I loved fitness as well. So I guess running around, doing the fitness side of things I really, really enjoyed. And then just being outdoors and having a job that entirely was what? entirely based around being so outdoors. So you don't like being in an office? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, actually, my, my job in the future is going to be in an office. But... Um, but I, I like being active and I like I like keeping myself entertained and I think being outdoors was, was a big thing for me and that's why I love BMF as well. That's yeah. why I love British Military Fitness too. And nice little plug. Uh, and what are I'll cut that. Uh, and <laughs> what are the worst parts about being a Marine? Worst parts about a Marine? Um, just the amount of I think I, I I didn't really like the amount of restriction that you have on your life. Um, it's something that you just have to accept, um, especially going through basic training. But um, but the amount of how well, how much you live your life according to someone else's rotor and routine that was that was kind of hard for me at the beginning um, so I'd definitely say that so the kind of lack of flexibility yeah the lack of flexibility and then la- the lack of ability to kind of especially earlier on in your career live the way that you want to live mm-hmm. what like comparative to other people similar yeah, yeah. ages etc yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah so I joined uh, about 19 years old and all of my friends were off at uni getting drunk every weekend and having a great time and I was getting up at four o'clock in the morning, yeah. ironing my bed sheets and stuff like that. Wow. <laughs> Are you um, actually ironing bed sheets? Yeah, wow. <laughs> especially wow. in basic training. I wow. barely wash my bed sheets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's impressive. So you've now made the transition from a marine to like a, a PT fitness instructor. Is, is that what you would call yourself at like British Military Fitness? Yeah. Um, what's the title? Uh, well, I guess fitness instructor would be a suitable title. Um, so when I first left, like, because I left at a bit of a shock, I wasn't. It wasn't really planned. Um, I kind of didn't know what to do. I wanted what I wanted to do. And I knew I wanted to go to university eventually, um, but I needed something to bridge the gap and decide what course I wanted to study. So I think I was really always really into fitness. I always loved keeping myself fit and being a personal trainer was a natural progression. So my history is I worked in various like indoor boutique studios in the city. Um, I worked in a gym in the city too. And then decided to go to uni and I did that full time and I wanted like a more flexible role. Um, so British Military Fitness worked really well with that. So what's more tiring, fitness instructor or marine? <laughs> <laughs> They're tiring in different ways. Um, I'd say in terms of... In terms of the, in terms of the way you live your life, being in, in the military is very very different, and that makes it tiring in a certain way because you don't really have that much freedom. Like I said, so you never know what's happening next, you never know what you're doing next, um, and it could be something you love, it could be something you hate. Whereas being a fitness instructor, it's always something I love, so it's a little bit easier like that. Okay. Yeah. And as you were saying, you've kind of made this switch from marine to fitness instructor. I'm obsessed with Instagram. Okay. Uh, well, what's your opinion on like fitness Instagram bloggers and? Is it necessary to be on Instagram and do all these things to be a successful fitness instructor? Okay, so it's not necessary to be on Instagram to be a successful fitness um, instructor, but it can help. Um, Partly because being a personal trainer, probably one of the hardest things, especially about going out there and doing it yourself, is picking up clients. And Instagram is a great marketing tool because it's completely free um, and a lot of people use it. So Instagram is a great tool to use for marketing. Um, in terms of fitness bloggers, there's, the te- there seems to be a lot of fitness bloggers out there who, who have a mass following but don't really know what they're talking about. Yeah. And that's something that I don't really um, like in the industry. Um, but I think there's, there's also a hell of a lot of Instagrammers who actually have something to offer and are very knowledgeable when it comes to fitness and training. And I think those are the guys that you want to look up to. So if you are going to do that and you want to go down the Instagram route as a trainer, you just make sure you have something different and new and true to add. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, then you're going to be successful on Instagram. Do you have Instagram? I do have Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do, do you Instagram. not do the fitness blogging? Or um, so I do a little bit of fitness blogging, but I, I'm What's not your very. Handle? I'm not very. My handles. Handle? <laughs> it's Leo L E O and then L M H underscore. 
Um, and that's my handle on Instagram. Uh, again, I'm not the most active Instagram user, but I try and use it when I can. Um, we do have an Instagram down at Battersea Park as well uh, for British Motor Fitness, which is BMF Battersea Park. Um, and that's a lot more active than I am. Get all the tips from that. Yeah, <laughs> nice. And maybe the last one with British Military Fitness. And this wasn't one of the questions, so if you don't know the answer, don't worry about okay. it. How did it get started, and why did it get started? So, I'd look bad if I didn't know the answer to this one. <laughs> <laughs> we can go uh, there if you don't. So, British Military Fitness started in 1999 down in High Park. Um, there was two people that started it, um, and they basically just got a group of people together and started training people in High Park outdoors, doing like a military style of training. And it just really, really caught on from there. There was nothing similar in the market at the time. Um, so it just shot up and became really, really busy. And at our peak, we had about 19,000 members, um, 140 parks up and down the country, over 500 instructors, um, and a hell of a lot of members coming week in, week out. Well, from what we just saw, because we just did one, and we will snip this in, either you've heard it or you haven't heard it yet, but it's hard. And really yeah. good, though, definitely. And we did this in the coldest day ever, and there's still a decent showing up right yeah mental people yeah. are mental but obviously like the fitness people are mental <laughs> <laughs> people have to be mental but credit to you guys for showing up as well it was a cold morning wow. and you did awesome you thanks us all thank there you. we go we'll have that on our best bits <laughs> <laughs> credit to us all <laughs> so is that you done? yeah I'm done so now over to Mark for further questions <laughs> further questions or interviewing yeah. sorry <laughs> we're not going to good cop bad cop <laughs> so um, so a lot of people talk about kind of uh, regiment in the Marines helping outside so how do you think having the training and background in the Marines has helped you in civilian life and what you want to do um, so yeah they do say a lot about the, the carryover skills that you get from military experience um, I've never had to shoot a rifle in, in, in civilian life but yeah. I think the, 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 the more car- the more skill the skills that you can carry over are things like you, I think being in the military just breaks you down and builds you back up into a, a new person and for me it before I joined the military, I was not the most determined person in the world. Um, and, and it really changed that for me. It really switched out my entire mindset and uh, enabled me to like apply myself to things a lot more than I was mm. able to do before. So I think in terms of mindset, it was a complete change for me. And that's the thing that was, I really took from it. Good, yeah, yeah. And what would you say to people who want to make the jump if they're already a fitness enthusiast and they want to do something like BMF where they're training other people? What, what, what's it take to do that? Um, so do you mean someone who's not a fitness instructor and wants to Yeah, come someone who's into their fitness but hasn't done instructing, maybe wants to go into a PT sort of role. Yeah, I think one of the most important things, if I could say maybe two or three things that you, you really need as a fitness instructor, you need to be very approachable. Um, it's all good and well to be the biggest bloke in the gym, but if, you, if you're not approachable and, and you don't talk to people that well, then no one's going to want to train with you. You need to build up relationships with your clients. Um, two would be be prepared to train people in ways that you don't train yourself because not everyone has the same goals as you. And three would be it can be quite long hours at times. Um, as a personal trainer, you're normally working at hours that no one else works. So expect to be working weekends, expect to be working evenings and early mornings and lunch times. Um, so just be prepared for that. And but, it's, but then on the flip side of that, I made it sound quite bad there, but it's a really, really fun job. You spend your entire day with people talking to them. Um, and if you are passionate about fitness, then what's better than to surround yourself with it completely? And, uh, and do you have a rock and bod? Yeah, he does. I think so, but yeah. That was actually a good, that's the best answer we've had to the questions from other people as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's comprehensive. Um, and so also, I keep on asking people this because I was fascinated by it at school. Did you do the? Did you have to do any sort of version of the bleep test in the Marines, or when have you last done the bleep test? The, well, the last time I did the bleep test was probably when I was in the Marines. Um, yeah. You do have to do. So they have what's called a, P, a PRMC, which is a potential Royal Marines course, um, and that's how they assess your fitness levels and what you're like as an individual um, before you join up. It's like a three-day course down at their camp in Limston. Um, and you have to do a bleep test as part of that um, and they have a point system so I think to get the maximum amount of points you have to get something like 15 or something like that which I never hit unfortunately oh uh, really uh, my, my highest score was about 13 I think 13 because try- we're trying to get the scales for this but I'm pretty sure if you're 4 like you can join the police I think yeah I think, <laughs> I've actually got a friend who's joining the police at the moment I think the level is 5 which is practically a power walk there you go so. but you've got 13 yeah. we should definitely do the bleep test no <laughs> I'm not, not going to do it. <laughs> you can do it, Mark. It's hard work, but yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's so much my questions. Have you got any more? No, 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 no. Last question for you then, okay. and the question I ask everyone: Was being a marine? Was the reality of being a marine? Wait a sec. I will have to ask this again. <laughs> try and formulate on the fly. I can give it a go as well. Was it what I expected? Is that what you? Yeah, exactly. I'm trying. How do I form that question? Yeah. Um, well, I think I think how like you see in there's a lot of advertising around the marines at the moment. Government's on a big drive. Would you say that your experience in the Marines matches up to what you hear about people saying, you know, the kind of the spiel you hear? And your expectation of what you thought of being a Marine would be yeah. like? Um, 
so yeah so there was a lot that I did enjoy like spending time out in the field and, and getting to do all the kind of the fun stuff um, i.e. practicing section attacks practicing all that kind of stuff that you see on the adverts which is really really fun um, but there is an entirely different side to it which anyone who's trained to join up the Marines would know about which is the amount of admin you have to do but uh, I think I think the fun far outweighs the negative oh, yeah. um, so if anyone's thinking about it I think you take so much from that experience even if you yeah I mean even if I think even going down for your PRMC, you, you still get something about the environment and kind of mentality that everyone down there has. And was it harder than you thought, physically and mentally? Mentally, yeah, a lot harder. Physically, yeah. I was kind of expecting it to be tough, so I don't think it could have been harder than I thought it was going to be. But mentally, yeah, there was an entirely different side, which I didn't really see coming. And yes or no, would you recommend being a Marine? Yeah. 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 There we go. That was dreamy. So that was uh, part, essentially part one of the interview. We are now going to part two after this absolute tune. So we'll be speaking to Wes Masters, who's a decorated war soldier. Alrighty now, and we are just going into the last part of the interview, which is with decorated army uh, veteran uh, Wes Masters. So this is where we've been speaking to an ex-Royal Marine and we're now going to be speaking, as I just said, to an ex-military medic. medic on whether or not it's a dream job and if the reality has actually met the expectation. Uh, the next bit is incredibly interesting and quite uh, insightful. Uh, so definitely tune in. If you haven't been listening to anything yet, just li- listen to to this part as well, as well as Leo's interview as well. Uh, but this is uh, quite interesting on how you can get out of the military and the, the challenges that come with it. So just to say, we're now got Wesley as well involved. So Wesley was the other instructor as well. What was your last name, Wesley? Masters. Wesley, Wesley Masters. What a name. Oh, good Two good <laughs> names. Yeah, yeah, you should be proud of your second name. <laughs> yeah. Mark Ellings and yeah. Sam Peck. <laughs> Dealt with that bad hand. Yeah. I sound like a soup. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. Um, but do you, so tell us a little bit about your background in the military then. Yeah, come so... Um, yeah, come into our wind tunnel. Uh, so... Yeah, I did eight years as a as an army medic, um, where I was kind of put out to infantry units for overseas exercises and operational tours. So I went to places like uh, Kenya, um, Canada, and I went to Afghanistan twice. Wow! And medic. I mean, we can't dive into it fully, but I mean, we we always try and see whether the expectation meets the reality. There. I mean, people joining to be a medic. Would you say it's something that you? recommend if they're into um yeah definitely approach with caution you'll <laughs> you'll definitely see some things that most people n- will never see um yeah i would say just it depends on the type of person that you are um it definitely gave me a lot of stability and drive and um it taught me a lot about what the human body can put up with well, i can imagine uh what was one of the best parts about being a, uh, a military medic being one of the most useful people in the army. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah um, I can understand that. Yeah, p- p- people like seeing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, your name was always the first on the patrol orbit. So, like, when guys, you, you kind of want purpose and you want to be used and you want to do the job that you signed up for. So, being a medic, you're always one of the first on the on the sheet to go out the gate. Mm. And I feel like I might know the answer a little bit, but what was the worst part about being a medic? Um, don't yeah, mind I, guess, I, I don't know. Um, I just enjoyed everything, to be honest. Um, the day I stopped enjoying, I'd left. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. And, and just one last thing, because I'm just interested as well, and we can cut it if you don't want to talk about it. Um, how hard is it to leave the army? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you want to talk about it? I found it really hard, and it actually didn't really hit me until uh, about a year ago but it was a two year slow decline for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had like big problems and it wasn't post-traumatic stress disorder, which was what was originally thought because of all the things I'd seen. It was just depression. And I, the way I'd relate it is to um, people leaving team sports, like rugby, football, or um, stuff like that, where you have that kind of safe environment and you leave that and you go out to change career or make it out on your own or, or something like that and try and embed yourself in a new group of friends can be extremely tough um, sure and I, I, I studied at the same university as Leo oh, and, right. um, oh, really? so having the two of us there together um, has just been a massive help really just uh, no we actually met slightly before university so we met through BMF actually uh, yeah. we both used to be an instructor down in North London at Hamstead Heath uh, everyone in BMF is from a military background right is that a prerequisite yeah all the instructors are ex-military instructors yeah and one thing on that vein of you know the slow decline of leaving has 
places like BMF helped? Um, it did originally. It, it kind of helped with the transition slightly, but no, I kind of had to take it upon myself to to seek the appropriate channels and and um, and just find out. I'm, I'm a doer, so I, I I saw a problem and then I, I just went out and fixed it. So I, I just went and went and had a little bit of counselling. Um, saw where the issues were, and yeah, just I've never really been happier than I am now, to be fair. Oh, nice, um, lovely. Literally, Good like yeah. tingled down the spine. <laughs> nice. But uh, honestly, I, I'd say thank you so much for both of your time as well. Yeah. The the course itself is very much worth it. Look up Leo and Wesley. Have you got Instagram or anything like I'm that? On, I'm on Instagram. Do you want to plug? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go on, what is it? Uh, Wes Masters. Um, on Instagram it's quite when you've got a surname like Masters then you can use yeah, that yeah. for everything <laughs> is, it, is it just Wes Masters Wes Masters yeah so, so jealous um, <laughs> got your the, own brand yeah. <laughs> yeah. just the name <laughs> you know start a chain of hotels yeah. Um, but yeah so we've been speaking to Wes Masters and Leo Hall? Hood. Hood. Leo, Leo Hood, Hood, but Leo, Leo Lecherry Hood. Yeah, that's one. Yeah. Leo Lecherry Hood. We've been speaking to Wes Masters and Leo Lecherry Hood from the British Military Fitness on what it's like to be A, in the Army and the military and the Marines and a military vedic, medic, not vedic, <laughs> um, and also what it's like to be a fitness instructor for the British Military Fitness uh, team. See. So. Thank you very much, guys. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for coming down. Thank you for coming down. You did awesome today as well. Don't lie. That was an amazing interview, and I really hope everyone found it as useful as I did, purely because it was very brave of everyone to talk Mm. about their experiences, especially um, Wes with some of the more difficult, uh, like, challenges of like mental health coming out of things like that um but hugely interesting next week mark is actually not here classic mark shirking duties (laughs) um but we i will be here one till three on sundays and i'll be joined by josh green hopefully who Mm -hmm. was on the show a couple of weeks ago guest presenter guest presenter so i really hope everyone enjoyed this i'm sad it's over are you sad mark i am crying you can't see it you can't see it joe do you enjoy it yeah. Why not? <laughs> Excellent. He's always the pe- the uh, optimistic. <laughs> All right. So thank you very much for listening. Shouldn't you be working? Yes. See you next time. See you next time. <laughs>